how I feel that this divine intelligence, universal consciousness, God, I use the word God. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to. Communicates with me through coincidence. So the key, and this is the key, is taking action. So the coincidence happens, and then you realize, oh, wow, this is a, a coincidence. Now you can say, oh, wow, what a coincidence, and move on, and then that's mm-hmm. what stays. Or you take action. Hello, friends, and welcome to Curiously Wise. I am your host, Lauren Wittig, and today I have Sophia Demas with me. She is an author, and I want to call her A Course in Miracles, though I know that that title is taken, but she's really got an interesting story to share today. And I just want to welcome you here with us, Sophia. Thank you so much for inviting me. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that I call spirit guides. Some people call coincidences, synchronicities, miracles. So Sophia and I have a lot of overlap in our experience with being guided. We have a little bit of different ways of thinking about it in places, but I don't think it's big places. (laughs) So for me, I'm just going to share my sort of origin story of working with my spirit guides. And that is, I was actually at a writer's conference with my best friend, who I call my chief instigator, because she likes to say, try this. And she had met somebody who spoke to their guides or conversed with their guides through writing. Now, I was a writer. That was easy for me to do. I pulled out my computer. She said, just write a question and see what comes through and write down whatever comes into your head. Don't stop and edit it. So I did, and I don't even remember what I asked, but my fingers just flew for three or four minutes. And then I got the sense that that was enough. And I looked back at it and it was not my voice. Now, as a writer, you get really familiar with your voice, but most of us sort of know how we speak and how we write ourselves. And so there was a little more formal language. There was a syntax that wasn't the way I would have chosen to put a sentence together, those sorts of things. And I honestly don't remember what the message was. I think it was basically, hey, hello. (laughs) But it was so clearly not me. It was a life-changing moment. And I still use that method pretty often, even though I've come to communicate with my guides in all sorts of ways. So I want to turn to Sophia now. And I would love to hear how you began to get messages from beyond. Let's call it that for now. It began when I was 19 years old, and I was in the midst of two existential issues that all 19-year-olds, I'm sure, go through. I felt like there was no solution. There was just no solution to this, to these two issues. And within four months, it began with a meeting a man. I was 19. He was 27, and he was working on his universal concept of the universe. And I was a party girl, but there was an incredible attraction. And one of the issues was so far I had bought my mother's concept of no sex until marriage. Mm. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, this isn't working for me very well. And I thought, what if I don't get married, which I really didn't want to get married. Mm. I thought, am I going to die a virgin, you know? (laughs) And anyway, so I was having real troubles with that. Well, meeting this man and having a dream that was so impactful 
And he, I thought it was a premonition of my death, my own death. And what he told me was, no, that symbolizes a part of you that should die because Mm -hmm. it's not working for you and opening for the new. And of course, he was the one. And it was the most amazing experience that these two issues were resolved mm-hmm. with the help of this man. And then, like, we just fell apart. I mean, it was four mm. months. And it was like this angel that came in, helped me. And then there he went. And I thought, wait a second, this is really weird because two issues I could not find a solution to were solved and I was transformed. Mm-hmm. So I started paying attention to these things that would happen and then they would happen and I would say, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my friends, my miracle stories and they would go, oh, th- these things only happen to you. Mm-hmm. And I found it kind of annoying. And then 10 years ago, oh, and a medium had told me I was going to write a book. I did not want to write a book. Absolutely not. And, and I think that's the crux of why I decided to write the book is because I didn't want to get married. I didn't want children. And I did not want to write a book. And normally we are told that we should manifest our desires. You know, thoughts become things. But I have come to believe that we don't always know what's the best for us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a higher power that knows better than we do. Mm-hmm. Yet, yet, and I don't know why, but yet we're given free will. So I have found that the more you align your desires with the bigger will, mm-hmm. the more things will come to you. And so this medium had told me I was going to write a book and she was like world renowned. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, just because she's a world renowned doesn't mean that she, (laughs) you know, gets it every time. And I argued with her and I said, absolutely not. I said, I have nothing to say. And I said, I'm a people person. I'm not going to sequester myself somewhere and write a book. Though out of the picture, she just looked at me. And when I finished, I remember (laughs) this word for word. She said, spirit says when she's ready. There are many spirits here to help her and many Mm -hmm. hands on earth. And I thought, okay, fine, lady. And so (laughs) so, so (laughs) it was 2011 when I turned 60. So as I said before, I did not want to get married. And I was very successful being single until I was 45. Mm. And then I did not want children. I wanted to focus on my three careers. Mm -hmm. And when I turned 60, this miracle happened and I was introduced to this beautiful young woman from Turkey who ended up at a homeless shelter for youth Mm. and through my mentor, Father Stephen, and we adopted her. She had just turned 19. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, Mother's Day is my favorite holiday, you know? <laughs> and then the book, I had reconnected with a childhood friend and we were on the phone and I told her my latest miracle. And she said, Sophia, these things only happen to you. Mm. And something clicked. And 
I got off the phone and I thought, you know, coincidences happen to everyone, but the miracles that I've experienced is an inordinate amount. And I meditated on it and I came to the why, why mm. these things happened to me. And that is when I decided to share it with everyone. Okay. So that's, right. that's how the book came about. Cool. Cool. So let's talk about miracles for a minute, because I know that not everybody has the same definition of what a miracle is. Not everybody believes that miracles happen. I happen to believe in them. So talk a little bit about that. I know that you have a number of atheists, you told me, in your sphere of influence, and that they have a very different kind of definition of what you call a miracle. So just give us a little bit of information about that. How I feel that this divine intelligence, universal consciousness, God. I use the word God. Mm -hmm. That's my go-to. Communicates with me through coincidence. So the key, and this is the key, is taking action. So the coincidence happens, and then you realize, oh, wow, this is a, a coincidence. Now you can say oh, wow, what a coincidence, and move on, and then that's mm -hmm. where it stays. Or you take action. You call the person that you heard their name seven times, or yeah. you, you, you know, take action, and then you might get the miracle. Mm -hmm. And I have some examples. Yeah. But the atheist, so the title of the book kind of gives an overview to your listener mm -hmm. of what this is about. So the title is The Divine Language of Coincidence, how Miracles Transformed My Life After I Began Paying Attention. Mm -hmm. So you pay attention at these coincidences, take action, and then you get what you need. Not mm -hmm. always what you asked for, right. but what you need. Yeah. And after a while, oh, and then, and then the other key is to ask and say thank you. <laughs> so the book because it's a memoir, it's basically chronological, but there are two chapters. One is titled, Please, which is about prayer. Mm -hmm. And the other one is, Thank You, about gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I am at a point where all day long, I'm in constant gratitude. I just, mm -hmm. I can't thank God enough, but then I can't stop getting stuff. And, <laughs> and it's just, how can this be? So uh, I can give a couple of examples because somebody might say, yeah. well, you know, that's really doesn't sound like a miracle to me. I mean, it has to be like cancer cure for it to be a real miracle, mm -hmm. which has happened. The atheists, so I had 10 atheists read my advanced reader copy of my book and they loved it. I was shocked. They all said that they would give it to another atheist, but these are not miracles. All these things that happen, and I'm not talking just a mind change. I'm talking external things. All of these external things were a result of my all-powerful mind, and I manifested them, and then I cleverly seized upon the opportunity, <laughs> and I have no business crediting God. So there. Okay. <laughs> so can you give us some examples of your miracles? Yes. I'm going to give you an example that I would consider to be insignificant mm -hmm. and one to be significant. Okay. And then Perfect. everybody can 
weigh in. So, <laughs> so what I would say it was a significant miracle was instantaneous healing that mm-hmm. happened to me. One day I woke up and I had this bump on my eyelid and I thought, what's that? And my eye was all shut and goopy and mm. I cleaned it and it just wouldn't go away. And I went to the ophthalmologist and he said, oh, it's a chalazion, which is caused by a blocked oil gland. Mm. So he says, what we're going to do is we're going to slash it. I'm like, okay, okay. So he does this procedure, slashes it, it kind of goes down and then it crops back up again. Mm -hmm. So I go back and he says, we're going to shoot it with steroids. Ooh, ouch. Okay. okay. <laughs> and so now what happened is this sort of spongy glob turned into almost like a hard kidney bean that would be very annoying every time I blinked. So I go back and he said, if we just give it time, it'll just kind of decalcify by itself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? So I had this patch for eight months. Oh, gosh. And it was Easter time. I'm Greek Orthodox. So during Holy Week on Wednesday, we go to church for Holy Unction. Mm -hmm. And I have always absolutely loved this ritual. And my mother had said, well, you know, you're in line and the priest anoints you with oil. Mm. And she said, now, if you take some of that oil and put it on an ouchie, (laughs) it'll go away. So. Ever since I was little, I loved going to Holy Unction. Mm-hmm. I was in church and it's at night. It's an evening ritual. And my friend who was the organist was going to give me a ride home because I lived about two miles and it was 10 o'clock. Or... So I'm in line and all of a sudden, for no reason, I started to get butterflies in my stomach. Like I was going to like meet my idol or something like mm-hmm. something. And I'm thinking, what is this? You know, I've done this a million times. And the closer I got, the more this feeling just increased. Finally, I get up, it's my turn. And the priest anoints me. And instantly, the way I've described it was the feeling of a thousand angels taking turns hugging me. Mm. That's all I, but I didn't want to be in the church. I wanted, it was like, I felt claustrophobic, like I needed to go, mm-hmm. but I couldn't because my friend, I had to stay, let her know. So I said, Bula, I said, I have to tell you something. I'm going to walk. She goes, oh no, you're not. Because I would be going through a dicey neighborhood. Mm. She said, you are not walking. And I said, oh yeah. Just listen, I'm going to walk and I guarantee you nothing is going to happen to me. So I walked home. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I just felt like I was floating. And I go home, go to bed. And the first thing I noticed when I woke up was the annoying eyelid was no longer annoying. Mm. So I touched it and it was gone. Oh, wow. I went to the mirror and there was just a little pink, like just a little pink, this, you know, color. Mm-hmm. I just got dressed. I went to work. I went straight to the bathroom. It was gone. 
the pink was gone, everything was gone. So I would say this was not supposed to happen spontaneously. It was supposed to go over a period of time. So I would say that this was a significant miracle. And it was in a church and it was sort of churchy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you had all that other sensation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now the insignificant one is kind of fun. I had started writing the book and even though my faith is unshakable, I needed to know how these things can happen on earth. And so I decided I was going to study quantum mechanics Mm. and I got the book. I got Stephen Hawking's book on grand design. And I would go to start the book and I would, oh, I have to go on an errand. (laughs) Oh, I sit with a book. Oh, that toilet. How, when was the last time it was cleaned? You know, and it's, and I just like, I mean, this thing sat on my table for a month and I'm like, and I'm not writing Mm. during this time because I want to concentrate Mm -hmm. on this book. So I get an email from the Institute of Contemporary Art, which is just a few blocks away from my house. I'm not a member. Why are they sending me this? Which, of course, because I was wondering how they got my contact information, that kind of made me open the email. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a clue. Action. Okay. Mm -hmm. I open the email. And what they were asking the community was there's this artist, sort of a installation artist from Manchester, England. Mm-hmm. And there's two of his art installations that need a human. Okay. And one is they want you to sit on a couch for four hours. So I thought, wait a second. I just, <laughs> without even thinking, you know, I call him up. And I said, so what does the person that's sitting on the couch do? I mean, can they read? She said, oh, that's what the artist wants you to do. I said, how many times can I do it? She goes, 10. I said, sign me up for 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) And I sat on that couch and read the book. I had notes. I took notes. Mm -hmm. And that's how much time I needed to, because I had to read over. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three times, you know, and I got exactly what I needed in the most, I mean, I'll tell you, God has a sense of humor and mm-hmm. I prove it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's so amazing because so many little things like that happen to people and they don't notice that right. things so, so up just so for them. I opened the email. I read the email. Mm-hmm. I picked up the phone and I said, Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, as far as definitions for a miracle, you're familiar with The Course in Miracles. Correct? I've never read it, but I know of it. For okay. Sure. <laughs> well, what The Course in Miracles says is that, well, there's only one definition. They give only one definition of a miracle, and that's a change of perception for the greater good. So like 40 years ago, I was a proponent for capital punishment. Kill him. Get him off the streets. Now the thought Mm-hmm. I can't digest the thought. I can't, how can you kill someone because they killed someone? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a completely different, I have a different frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your so, whole perspective is so, changed. So they, that would 
be considered a miracle. So it is for the greater good. And the other thing the Course teaches is that one miracle is not bigger or smaller than the other. So these two miracles that I gave an example of Mm -hmm. are the same because they helped me. They gave me exactly what I needed. So that's my takeaway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the sheer amount of miracles. When I first sat down to do the book, I listed all my coincidences and all my miracles. And they were just too numerous to cram into one book. Mm. So I plucked all the ones that had to do with death. Mm-hmm. And that book is being published now. Okay. And that's my second book. And the title again gives it away. So it's Consciousness Beyond Death True Stories of Signs, Messages, and Timing. Mm. And so this is available to everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I truly, I'm not. I'm not a saint, that's for sure, or a <laughs> guru, or uh-huh. any any anyone. I'm an ordinary person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that just learned something early on. Yeah, yeah, you learned it a lot earlier than I did. I was in my I don't know late 40s, early 50s, probably before I was even really aware that things like spirit guides weren't just the thing of fantasy novels. Although I will say that when I was 17, I saw Star Wars for the very first time, 1977. And when they got to describing the force, it was like this bright light went off within me. And I was like, that's it. That's what I believe right there. That's what I believe. So I had early inklings, but I didn't really have I had too much other work I had to do before I could, you know, really. Well, yeah, yeah, that that was your. You understood what a higher power mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. and that, that we're moment. all connected, interconnected. You know, interconnected. Yeah, yeah, that was the big one for me. That it it is so. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to watch that movie again because mm. it was it was the only time that I smoked pot, and I, <laughs> I and and I, that's when I decided that. I couldn't even remember what the movie was. Like, why would oh. I, why do people smoke this stuff? You know? <laughs> <clears throat> so, so, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again, but you know what? Another movie, it's actually one of my favorite movies that gives the same lesson mm-hmm. is crash. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, crash. crash. Okay. And I watched it when it first came out, it was not your like headliner, blockbuster, you know, and I watched this movie and I thought, oh my God, people have to go see this movie. Mm -hmm. And what it was about is five separate stories and how at the end, Mm -hmm. one change of perception after another and how interconnected we are. Mm -hmm. And I was right. It got a uh, movie of the year. Yeah. It got the Oscar for movie of the year because huh. it, it got a resurgence, you know. All so. right. I'm going to have to go look that one up. I hope it's on Netflix or something. So yes, I've never, never cleaned it, never heard of it. Uh-huh. But I remember anyway. There's something that keeps coming into my head as you're talking about the process you go through of like with the email. You, you noticed it. You opened it. You said yes. You gathered information. You said yes. You use that in this perfect way to do something you'd been struggling to get done. I have something that I refer to as RIPE, R-I-P-E, time. 
So the time is ripe for whatever's going to happen. Or lately, divine right timing is my new iteration of that DRT. And that, because often there's things that you want to happen or that you're trying to manifest or whatever, and it's just not time yet. And it may be okay for you, but the people that are going to be impacted for it aren't ready for it yet. You know, so there's that aspect that I keep hearing you talking about how the timing of things, the coincidence of things. First of all, that should be a title of your next book. Okay. Divine Right Timing. Got it. (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. Well, again, what you're Uh you're saying is that a bigger intelligence knows what you need and when you need it. Yes. And then another sort of big thing, I think, that I write about in my book, I weave it through the book. It's uh, people have winced through it. As I said, I didn't want to get married. And Mm -hmm. then I met this guy who, one of my issues, okay, you know, I I had issues about it. And one of the issues was that once I got married, I, I would be curtailed. And I met this guy that if I said, Frank, I want to, this afternoon, I want to swing from the chandelier at the Ritz naked. And he would go, what time would you like me to take you? You know, <laughs> I, 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 li- I like that quality about him, you know? Yeah, yeah. However, I discovered pretty soon into months into our relationship that he was a rager. Oh. He had huge, huge anger problems. Mm. But he had so many good qualities that I really thought, look, Plus, he was a fantastic cook. And so to me, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's a good thing. (laughs) You know, well, we can fix this, right? We can Mm -hmm. fix this. I write about, I mean, like we would go on romantic getaways and he would sabotage it. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, I just couldn't believe that. But then he would go and he would find a therapist. Another episode, he found this men's group of ragers. And I mean, he became their poster boy, Mm -hmm. but still, I mean, he learned some tools, but he would still do this. And then Mm -hmm. one day I just said, no, I'm leaving. No to this. Mm -hmm. I've done. So I went to live with a friend and that is really weird how that came to be because she was a friend of a friend and Mm -hmm. how she popped up and she was going through a divorce and she asked me if I could come and live with her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she had this palatial home. So we were apart for about six months, but we would talk. Like I would go pick things up from the house. And then I don't know what he did. My friend had a party and he came and he knew that it was a dress up party and he came with a Hawaiian shirt. And I felt that that was a very passive aggressive thing. But then Mm -hmm. he also, he got angry and I decided right then and there. I am done with this jerk Mm -hmm. and I never want to see him again. Mm -hmm. And I woke up and I felt so fantastic. Mm. My friend had told me, take the Course in Miracles with you. You you know, because I would just open it up and I would always get Mm -hmm. guidance. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I am so free of that jerk. And now... I can go and open the book because there's nothing the book can say that I'm not going to want to hear. Right. So I opened the book to a chapter called The Healed Relationship. Mm. And I'm like, no, 
But (laughs) no, the deal is you have to, no matter Mm. what comes across, you have to read it. Mm -hmm. And so it's talking about basically what I got out of it was we're all one. And if your brother comes to you with his hand outstretched to connect with you and you say no to your brother, you say no to God. I'm like, Mm. oh, shoot. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do it. I, okay. I'm gonna, I, that doesn't hurt to just, just talk to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next day he calls and he wants to meet with me. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So we made up a, a date for Tuesday and now maybe I shouldn't say what happened so people <laughs> can go <laughs> get the book. But- yeah. <laughs> Don't give away the whole story. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So all I'm going to say is that when he came, he came over and I didn't even want to sit in the living room with him. I wanted something between us. Mm -hmm. So I sat him down at the dining table Mm -hmm. and I was angry and I pointed my finger at him and I said, the only reason you are here in front of me is because of a miracle. And he says to me in this voice filled with humility, he said, well, I have a miracle for you too. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Okay. So that was the second big coincidence. Okay. The Mm -hmm. first was the chapter, the book chapter. Mm -hmm. The second was what Frank, and it was so dramatic that it managed to disarm me. Mm it managed to disarm me, which was another miracle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we began talking and we got back together and I was supposed to go to Maui to be a matron of honor to my best friend for the third time. (laughs) (laughs) And I had this fear of having him come with me and have him sabotage it. Mm-hmm. And I just made a decision. I thought, no, these two amazing coincidences that happen, it's poised for success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I invited him to come with me. And what happened with a book on the plane, mm-hmm. which was incredibly dramatic, what brought us to a healer? And that was in 2009. And I am married to my dream companion. Uh, There has been not one episode. He's become very spiritual. I mean, how does that work? Yeah. So you were party to his awakening. Yes. But what gets me is my will. My will was hasta la vista, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, it was goodbye, good riddance. This is going to be my new life. But higher intelligence knew better than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's basically my message. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I can't wait to read the whole thing. I've read the introduction and I can say from that, that you are an excellent writer. I really enjoy your voice and Thank you, you hooked me right with that. So I will be reading this. I'm going to change tax now and take us to the rapid fire questions that I do with all my guests. These are just for fun. And whatever comes to the top of your head when you hear the question, 
that's the answer. All right. Okay. <laughs> They're easy. So who is or was the wisest person in your life? Two people, my mother and Buckminster Fuller. I saw that you had worked with him, for him. There's a big, uh, 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 the way that came about is beyond miracle and I write about it. Okay, good, good. Because I was like, I know that name. <laughs> All right. So is there anything particular about, let's go with Buckminster Fuller since he's the, the more famous one. Is there anything about him that stays with you in terms of wisdom? Oh, wisdom is the perfect word for him. I mean, he's a modern day Leonardo da Vinci. Oh. So he dabbles. What was given to me was a very long poem. It was in one book. It was like 38 pages or something mm. called No Secondhand God. Mm. And one of the most spiritually deep thing I had ever read, and I was 23 at the time, and he became my idol. Cool. What's your favorite self-care practice? Okay, this is not going to sound very spiritual at all. Doesn't but have to be. Okay, it's New York Times puzzles mm. on, a, on a daily basis. I love puzzles too. <laughs> <laughs> I do all kinds of puzzles. I've always loved puzzles. You know, and it, I it kind of, it's, it's like a shower for the brain. Yeah, yeah. And it's very much part of my self-care practice, though I mm. really hadn't framed it in that way because I do them to kind of quiet my mind. Yes. And it quiets my nervous system. And yes. it also just sort of keeps me, it's a very focused activity. Mm -hmm. So I love it. So yay, we share that. What lights you up when you're feeling down? And it can be a who too. It can be a what or a who. So many things. I would say my husband's humor. Mm. Humor is very healing and uplifting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do you have a favorite mantra or affirmation? Yes. You can say anything you want to anybody. It's the way you say it. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. And so it works. True. It works. Yeah. So true. Huh. Okay. Great. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> it was fun. It wasn't so hard, was it? No. It was. <laughs> and I learned something new about my own self-care. <laughs> And that's part of why I love doing this because I yeah. always get to learn from these wise people that I have on. And that, those were good ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet, but I ask them of everybody and I always enjoy the answers. So tell us the best place for our listeners to find you online. That's my website, sophiademus.com. And you can actually purchase the book through Amazon, through, you know, the website, and then you can subscribe. And then, and then whoever subscribes will get notified when the second book will be published, which is projected for spring 2023. Cool. So not too far away in book terms. It's not that far yes, away. Right. <laughs> and you have a free book that you are offering. Yes. A yes, single, I, a single copy, I want to say. Yes, <laughs> I am going to give a book away. Let's say that the first person who goes onto my website and subscribes with their email, mm -hmm. then I will email them and get their address and information and send them a signed copy of my book. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. 
let me tell you, just from the little bit I've read of it, that is a huge gift to whoever gets it. And I'm a book lover and I'm getting so many great books from people I'm talking to that I'm going to be reading for the whole next year. Have you gotten to the photographs? I have not. I really just, I downloaded the sample (laughs) this morning. I've been crazy busy, so I hadn't had a lot of time to prepare by reading the whole book. But I did at least read the beginning of it this morning okay. so I can get a feel for it. And I will be reading the whole thing because I can't wait to read it. Oh. Just, you hooked me with your introduction. So. Oh, thank you. Um, I want to know your take. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's been so much fun having you here today. Thank you for doing Oh, it's our- been so much fun. Maybe when the next book comes out, we'll have you back. <laughs> I've already followed you on Amazon, so I'll know when the book comes out. So I want to thank the listeners for joining us today, too. I hope you learned something. You picked up a little nugget of wisdom. You enjoyed our laughter and our sharing. And I invite you to come back next week. We put out a new episode every Tuesday. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week and enjoy the light. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.